Welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And we are, well, I mean, after the Monterey episode, obviously, obviously that you've already listened to because we definitely already recorded that episode. Totally. Um, yes, that's totally happened. Uh, <laughs> you know everything that has happened in Monterey and everything we've talked about, so we don't need to talk about that much, right, Dan? Not at all. Okay. No. Yeah. I'm sure they listened to it. I'm, I, who wouldn't? I mean, I, I was enthralled by it. I just, I Me mean, too. remembering that episode. It was captivating. It, it, was, it was like we haven't done it. I mean, we've done it yesterday. <laughs> um, so, you know. Uh, but as always, uh, we are uh, recording live from Drivers Club, brought to you by Carter Subaru, Avance, Rainier Beer, and Haggerty. And Haggerty. So Dan and I are finally rested. Well, I don't, I don't know if you know. I came, no. back, I came back so sick. But um, it's been a, it's been a good week. Uh, we just got done uh, the first inaugural uh, exotics coming back from everybody being gone, which was huge. Everything from the new McLaren GT to a Bugatti 50 Type 57 to yeah, the trucks. Spiker, oh, Spiker to, C8, yeah. um, I mean, to two huge brand new Kenmore trucks that they... <laughs> Kenworth. Kenworth, Kenworth, sorry, Kenworth. <laughs> I do like appliances. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nicest pair of uh, <laughs> washer and dryer refrigerators that have been sitting out there, yeah. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was a really good time, so, yeah. How you doing, Dan? Oh, I'm beat. I'm You're tired, beat. man. You're tired? You yeah. know, you know what a week off work is. Yeah. Adding another week to the Pretty same much. week of the next week of work. I'm still not done with emails after <laughs> digging myself out, so it's it's fine. Totally worth it, though. Um, you know, I was thinking about our Carter Subaru tip of the week, and one of the biggest things that we did on our rally that. Uh, saved us many, many times. When you're doing that, when I plan these rallies, I'm like, how do I get as far away from I-5 and people as possible? Because that's where the good driving is. I don't want to go where the people Dan's are. Dan's not antisocial, just so we're clear. No, no, he no, just no. wants to get away from people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a difference. Yeah. People understand that. But uh, it's uh, save your offline maps. There's yep. so many places where like, they lose service. They're like, I have no idea where we are. My GPS is telling me to turn around five times. Everybody uses their phone. Nobody uses a standalone GPS anymore. I think people even forget they have them in their cars. They're so useless. Um, unless you've got like a really nice Google setup like the Audis have. But uh, yeah, it's a simple little thing that everybody forgets. Plan your drive, put in your notes, and then download that map to offline areas. Now, Google is what I'm talking about the most because that's what most people are using. Uh, you can't do that in Waze. It's an important thing to remember. Like A lot of people like to have Waze up because they're looking for road hazards and speed traps and things like that. But when you're doing a really long-term map like that, you're going, I think one day we drove almost 12 hours and like maybe we had service for twenty percent of it, at and we most. only lost one person. So yeah, that's good. I Hashtag mean, where's Joe? Somebody will find Joe eventually. <laughs> yeah, um, you know <laughs> that Aston Martin did fine in the hailstorm. Yeah, it was fine. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the hailstorm that we already talked about. Yep, mm-hmm. but yep, yeah, yep, it's yep. a little step. It's not yep. a big thing. I usually try and explain something a little more in depth, but it this is the lifesaver if you are doing a long road trip. Download those offline maps. It's super simple to do. Look it up on YouTube if you're not uh, that savvy with uh, newer cell phones. We have a large audience. Just look it up. You will thank me later. It will save you. So yeah. doesn't work on flip phones. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, work, no. No. yeah. Your Motorola Razor is not going to save doesn't you. Doesn't work. Uh, I can play Snake, but other than that, it's, uh, you're, you're kind of good. Probably so. the most reliable cell phone of the bunch. If you did. Right. That's the sad thing. Poor Nokia. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> I was before my time. <laughs> you represent Microsoft and Nokia. No. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, we have a really fun episode this week. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we have a very special guest that. Probably most of you, if you listen to our show, have probably definitely heard of, and he flew around the world. Uh, Just to come see us. Yeah, that's the only <laughs> yeah, reason. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he brought a car with him, too, so that was kind of a cool thing. So, Who doesn't fly across uh, from London over to here and bring their own Porsche? Right? I mean, yeah. I would. I, well, who, I mean, <laughs> you actually own a Porsche, so that makes more sense, but yeah. 
Uh, Sam from Seen Through Glass. Hello. Hello. I'm How here. are you? I've been sitting quietly listening yeah. to you guys. No, <laughs> Don't you say a word. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you interrupt if you us. you ever want to see through glass again, <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah. But no, it's been brilliant. I, I, I want to pick up quickly on that whole offline maps thing because this year in particular, but in general, I live on Google Maps. Uh, I'm anti Waze. I don't want to get into it. I, w- I will rant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm a Google Maps fan. And that offline maps thing is so true because if you're reliant on it, the minute you're out of service, yeah. you are then really screwed. Um, and the Porsche uh, inbuilt SatNav, as much as I love that brand, they're not helping you out anywhere. So no, it's uh, a joke. Yeah, I like that tip a lot. That was a good one. That Do I you want to tell him that on. Google owns Waze or should we just let yeah, it go? Just oh, just let it go. Okay, all right. We'll let it go. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> just I'll breathe, deep breaths, <laughs> deep breaths out. Yeah, exactly. I so want to run, but now <laughs> I feel like I'm on the back fence. Anyway. You're okay. You're not the only person that sings that. Um, welcome. We appreciate you coming in. I Thank mean, you for having you me. You are doing literally a world tour. I am indeed. 12 yeah. months around the world. Uh, to say I regret it would be an understatement. No, joking. We are eight, nearly nine months in now. Started in January uh, in Australia, so literally the other side of the world. Uh, and we are only a few weeks into our sort of American leg, US leg. So as you say, we flew. I mean, I definitely didn't fly, but my lovely uh, shipping sponsor flew my Porsche 911 Carrera T from London to LA. Uh, and I've been making my way up the coast and obviously find myself now here just outside Seattle. Um, and we continue a little bit further north um, uh, before finally, God knows when and God knows how, ending up in Miami in November. So we've got a lot of miles ahead of us, but I'm, I'm super excited. I've done that drive a couple of times. It is that's actually a lot of fun if you know where to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the daunting thing. I mean, we found it. We found we found it all year. Is when you're somewhere that you don't know and you're asking people for advice and tips, it makes your life harder because everyone has an opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, go see this. You can't miss this mountain. Why didn't you go in this forest? And in Australia, <laughs> we actually got abuse from people who were giving us advice like, uh, "You mustn't miss like Titty's Beach, mate." And we would go <laughs> past it, and they'd go, "Who?" are you? Don't ever come to our country again. You didn't go to Tinny's Beach. I hate you. And we were like, oh my so God. That's very specific. Um, Maybe you should have gone to that beach. <laughs> also, what's the address of that beach? Uh, no. <laughs> so uh, we're finding that that is times 10 here in America because not only do you guys have incredible scenery, incredible places, incredible restaurants, car people, everything, everywhere. Uh, and we are we have no time. So yeah. we're always up against it. So we're trying to be strong, you know, uh, just believe in ourselves and our own route. Um, but we're, we're excited. You know, there's going to be a lot to do, a lot to see. We will miss things, but we hopefully also will see some great stuff. Just got to come back. That's fact, exactly I, think, I think a couple of days ago he was in the, inside the same tree we were in. Uh, yeah, the drive, I saw the, the, the sh- chandelier. Yes. The yeah, chandelier. Yes. the chandelier. Yeah. We got a Rolls Royce. Uh, what, what, what is, is it? it? Phantom or Wraith? No. Phantom Wraith coupe to, w- through that. No, yep. uh, w- by millimeters. But yep. yeah. Because when we were driving in, there was a lovely woman. She definitely wasn't rude in a booth, ticket booth. No, she was uh, rude. She I, I, we went by her too. Yeah. <laughs> she was oh, this, yeah. I think she's always there. Yeah. And I said, do you think we'll fit through? She went, well, Camaros come through all the time. And I was like, I, oh, because this is a I Camaro. Yeah. Like, I don't know how that relates. My, to my accent <laughs> definitely says Camaro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you for the information. Oh. <laughs> One ticket, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's tight. That is oh, tight. Oh, it was. So. I mean, yeah. 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 Of all the cars going through there, we were it was we had a lot of fun. Yeah. We did the we did the Seamont Rally down, and we, we hit that uh, was on like the fourth third day or something like that, and and it was uh, 
it was really tight getting the, the rolls. It's I a mean, fun thing but yeah. to do, though, yeah. right? Like, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's, you know, the why not? Why Minus not? all the dirt on the car. But other than yeah. that, yeah. You so. see the sign, drive through right. tree. Come on, who's yeah. going to yeah. miss who's, that? Who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, exactly. So you know, I just need more signs. That's, yeah. That's yeah. More signs. Okay. More signs would help. Yeah, we fit the GT3 RS through there, too. Amanda brought the GT3 RS through that. Nice, nice. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. It's a go-to destination, obviously. And I'm assuming if you went that way, then you drove over Leggett to the coast. Yeah, so, well, we uh, we did a few back and forth. So we had a great tip from an awesome guy. I'm going to give him a plug. Uh, he's on Instagram as 996 Road Trip. Uh, his name's Brock. And he's got a 996 Carrera... 4S, I think, and he carries a tent, tent. on yeah. the roof. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. brilliant. And uh, he's based uh, down in Portland or just outside Portland, and he gave me a whole route, and I kind of just sort of followed him blindly because his Instagram is full of incredible locations. Yeah. So, yeah, so we went up from San Rafael up to Redwoods via Napa and then across to Reading, and that was actually, I think, our best road was from Redwoods across to Reading was unbelievable. The 34, the 36. Yeah, the we took that something. road and we took a little detour around it, which was a bad idea because they were <laughs> repaving it and it was dirt. Okay. <laughs> but, oh yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was still great. I oh, mean, it was still we great. didn't take oh, the yeah. we didn't take yeah. the the unpaved section. But uh, what you didn't take Leggett? Uh, Why didn't you go to Leggett? No, <laughs> See, it's not again. Oh, it's just so terrible. Get your car and drive it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, and then from there we took the I, I call it the volcanic highway. We went we went up towards Bend and just like every side. That's like, our route. No, that's the route. We yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So it was great. We've had an awesome couple of days and. That's a big part for me of this particular side of the trip. You know, Europe, we kind of just bashed through. It was all about content uh, for what I do on YouTube. Uh, and we're lucky. We, we do a lot of European road trips, and it's on our doorstep. I've always wanted to do the cross-country American road trip. And now I'm here. I just, you know, I, I want to avoid the highway when possible. We're often on a tight deadline, tight schedule, so it's not always possible. Um, but getting out there and taking the windy roads. Because I will say, there is a real generalization in, in Europe and in the UK that Americans only have straight roads. So I kind of, I'm here to try and dispel that that myth. You Thank know? you for trusting like, us, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, okay, fine. Maybe it's not the tight and twisties of the Alps, but, you know, only the Alps have those anyway. Um, Talk but, to Dan you know, afterwards. He'll give you a couple I was going to say, yeah. you would laugh at the, the trip we were on, and at the end of like a 12-hour day of nothing but twisties, we're like, our arms have got arm pump, <laughs> our hands are sore, our backs are sore. Yes, you yeah, just got to get motion to... sickness. Yeah, yeah, a few of us yeah. actually did. There was a few people who didn't quite handle it at the end of the trip. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Yeah, People get excited about a 10-mile straight road in the UK. So, um, yeah, it's, it's oh, all Oh, we got those. But, I mean, yeah, there's it's it, that's the interesting thing. Like, that's one of the things we do with, with Rain City Supercars and Dan's drives is Dan's the kind of guy that'll go into, you know, Google maps, not ways, don't worry, Thank breathe, you. Yeah. and can well, find these back roads there. that are just, I mean, one, they're, they're, there's no police, uh, because we always follow the speed limit, but, um, you yeah. know, we're at least doing the speed limit, uh, <laughs> or something like that. Well, so. my goal is always to find the road with the highest speed limit with the lowest rated turn. So you find a 50 mile an hour road with sure. 15 mile an hour turns. Perfect. Then there you're you never go. really like, you're never ah. really and speeding. And you just make, yeah, exactly. You're, you're never getting out of second or third gear, so yeah. you're good. Yeah, exactly. perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, you're head and from here, you're heading up to Vancouver, correct? Yeah, so we do Vancouver Island. We take the <coughs> whatever the ferry would be from Port Angeles or yep, Port yeah. Angeles. Angeles. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to put a spin on all these oh, pronunciations. Oh, it makes sense, yeah. Yeah, um, and so we get the ferry across. A couple of days there or even a night there. Then Vancouver. Uh, then on top, like not secretly, because we're talking about it on a podcast, I'm actually flying back to the UK for my best friend's wedding. Um, very selfish of him to do it in the middle of our US leg. How but, dare uh, he? I, yeah. Honestly, you know, and he says he's a good friend of mine. Uh, <laughs> this is why we don't have nice things. But I'm probably going to hide it online, so I don't know why I'm talking about it now. Maybe I should do the, uh, you know, raised hand. Uh, let's go back <laughs> on ourselves. But no, I, I joke, but I'm going to secretly fly back, uh, and then we'll return and we carry on. 
east through Canada over to the sort of Banff region. Yep, Whistler, um, Banff, exactly. Lake Louise, exactly that, and Jasper. then probably and then down from Calgary down through to sort of Helena, Montana, yeah, Glacier, Glacier National Park, exactly. Yeah, Everyone keeps it. telling about that road yep. to the something. Yep, uh, done that drive a few times. Okay, yeah, it's really nice. fun. It's I've heard. Don't hit great. a bear or a moose. Almost did that. No, but you say this. Yeah. it's a dream of mine to hug a bear. Don't do that. No, like <laughs> honestly, since I've been like really young, and Rolls Royce took me. Now I always say this wrong. It's gonna be they, seen through a hotel room <laughs> if you do that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but they, they took me. I always say bear hunting. It's not bear hunting. It was bear seeking. Seeking. Okay. Seeking bears. Okay. They took me in uh, Jackson Hole. That's a different type of. Oh bear. yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Bears. Well, yeah. Uh, Seeking yeah. bears. Seeking bears is a different a, type of. It's app. coming, coming yeah. to your phone yeah, soon. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and anyway, the the guide was saying, "Oh, you know, there's a family here," and I was about to rip the door and like jump out, being like, "This is my moment yeah. um, <laughs> to <laughs> die." <laughs> when he advised that actually it's not like the movies. That well, I don't think I've ever seen a movie where a bear's hugged a human, but uh, apparently it's not going to happen for me. But I would like to see one, and if I get close to hitting one, that's almost as you know, I'm there, so yeah. 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 yeah I, I, there's a different version of Goldilocks over where you're <laughs> from. I think. Uh, yeah, don't don't hug the bears. Yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. see how we get on, but yeah. Yeah, if you go up to Jasper and stuff, I almost hit a grizzly, black bear, moose. Wow. Like it's kind of weird. Like you're just something. Like oh, there's another one. There's another. One. And eventually, you're just like I really don't want to hit one of these. Okay, <laughs> they're big. Them. They're really big. Have either of you been to Australia? No. no. Okay, so this will, I'm going to put the fear mm. into you that the Australian put into me, because again, as part of the advice, not just Tinney's Beach, um, was the ruse, because apparently oh, yeah. when it's, you know, dark especially, but dusk or dawn, you know, you will hit a rube, right? You okay. will. And to the point where I was so scared and so terrified of this happening because it was the start of the trip. My insurance was a tad sketchy at that point. Um, and I just, you know, if something had gone wrong with the car, I didn't know what I would have done. It's the wrong side of the world. I couldn't afford to repay it or repair it. And so <laughs> we did our first road trip and we got distracted, not at Tinney's Beach, but another one, and uh, lost track of time. Next thing you know, we've got a four-hour drive ahead of us and it's the sun is setting. So I go into this like panic, like survivor mode where like, I've got every light on, we've got the rally lights on the front, full beam, it's not even dark yet, but I'm like, I've got to see. And I'm staring so far past the windscreen, like 10 miles down the road, scanning like every bush, waiting for this damn roo that's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and my girlfriend's next to me, she's like, oh, babe, should we put on like a different podcast I'm like don't you don't you don't speak speak to me don't we're gonna die by room <laughs> I am watching the road you do not distract me like this um, we didn't see one Rue uh, that, <laughs> that night but I was convinced oh but they saw was, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly yeah, exactly. I was waiting for the gang that had assembled <laughs> waiting to break in my window it's like West Side you. Story but <laughs> Rue like, yeah, yeah. um, but it's terrifying that prospect of hitting wildlife in Australia really makes you avoid driving at any sort of you know low light conditions and it's so. funny because it's all the small wildlife that are trying to kill you there that's exactly it <laughs> wombats and then tarantulas and things like that which you can probably swerve out the way of but yeah the ruse anyway so we'll see what happens with bear and, and moose meese what mooses we're going to take a quick break while Dan and I try to convince Sam not to hug a bear um, but uh, we're going to be right back after this good luck we spend an average of 8 hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. 
this moment of escape was created by Haggerty. For people who love cars. And we're back. Sam, okay, I know you from YouTube. What was life like before YouTube? Oh, so relaxing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I, I, well, I'll try and give it in the shortest way possible. Uh, motorsport obsessed, Formula One obsessed. That was my life. Uh, tried to do the whole racing thing. Didn't work out. Uh, didn't go to university in the UK. Uh, I fell in love with music once I realized motorsport wasn't a thing. That eventually ended me up in the world of PR. So I worked for about... Uh, Eight years in music and then PR. Um, eventually got super sort of frustrated and, and annoyed the fact that I wasn't involved in motorsport or cars. So tried to become a PR consultant. God knows what that meant. Uh, <laughs> and really didn't secure really any business at all. I mean, I uh, half-assed business. And so went to my dad and said, I, I got to go back and get a job. This is a disaster. And he said, no, find a hobby um, because you, you, know, you can distract yourself with that hobby uh, when you're not busy. Uh, and when you are busy, just put the hobby to a side. And the hobby was video making. I've always liked video making uh on family holidays i'd be like mom can you just step out that chair one more time for my shot and you know like <laughs> you know really just ruining no, everyone else's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> honestly that yeah. so uh overdoing it in that sense so i thought cool i could make videos i knew about youtube because of the pr side of things so i was like okay maybe i can make a couple hundred quid a month buy some formula one tickets uh bish bash bosh so that's kind of how it all began. But yeah, my, my life before YouTube was definitely more relaxed. I, I was a, I've always been, a I like to think, a hard worker. I enjoy work and I've always been motivated, but I was definitely uh, not working at a, a rate that I am now. Um, so yeah, I was a lot more well-rested, but, uh, but unsatisfied because I've always loved cars and motorsport and I definitely wasn't involved in it. So to be sitting here now saying that I've filmed videos with Sebastian Vettel and driven an actual Formula One car and filmed, you know, Fernando Alonso's collections and all these things. It's everything I wanted without realizing that's the way I wanted to be involved with the sport. So it's worked out great. But uh, I, was a, I was a different person, uh, a little bit more hair on the top. Um, and uh, yeah, and, uh, and uh, a more chilled guy, probably. What was your first video like for Steam Glass? Like the making it and like, when, well, actually, let, me, let me rephrase that, actually. What was your first video where you're like, this is what I'm doing? This is the, what was that moment for you where you're like, this is, this is my life now? So it's weird because the channel started very differently to what it is now. Uh, I set it up as a purely point of view channel. Um, a few of you will know where I got the inspiration for that. No joke. Um, uh, it actually came from motorbike vlogging. Uh, so I, <laughs> I, was, I was watching a lot of YouTube. I wasn't watching a lot of car YouTube apart from like the really high polished we have Evo in the UK or Chris Harris's original yep. videos back in the day. That's what I was watching. I wasn't watching vlogging, but moto vloggers would ride around on their bikes, point of view camera stuck to their helmet, and they would just talk about what they saw. They would just react, and it was kind of amusing. You know, you'd have a, a crazy family crossing the road. You'd have an idiot pull out in front of them, and they just you know or talk a about it. Or kangaroo. You never know. I <laughs> hey, mean, yeah, so, yeah. literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the beauty was at the time I was working in central London, and my route to work meant that I would walk past or take the bus past all these crazy supercars. And it was just as this London supercar scene was blowing up on Instagram. So I thought, hey, here's an idea. Why don't I walk around, film everything point of view, and just on my way to work, and I'll see cool cars and upload them. Done. Uh, so my first few attempts were definitely trial attempts of me driving around in my Audi TT, kind of figuring, like, how do I film point of view? I got to, like, Velcro a camera to my face and, like, you know, like, and then also, like, <laughs> Talking. You, did, you did Google Glass, didn't you? Well, this is where the, that's how the yeah. name came. That's CBS where the name Glass. came yeah. from. Yeah. But uh, Google Glass was like a thousand bucks and was crap. So I, I <laughs> stuck with the name and actually went with a Sony product at the time. 
Uh, but, you know, driving around talking to yourself or talking to a camera strapped to your head is fine when the windows are up or when you're moving. But the minute you stop at a traffic light or, you know, whatever kind of thing and people are looking in, then you're nuts. Then you're a crazy lunatic. And, and that really weighed <laughs> on my, like, self-conscious. So um, He's talking to yeah, himself. It was literally, That's was the like, problem. You can't tell like, who's oh, crazy. Yeah. 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 And so, um, so it took a few attempts to get comfortable with that. And then my first video was definitely the one that I uploaded was the format that I identified with. That's what I wanted to create, which was me driving around going, oh, look, there's a 458. Oh, that's so cool. Like, what a cool guy. And oh, there's a 911 Turbo S. Oh, it's got black bits. And it was literally that. And that's what I wanted to do. However, uh, six months later, um, I got invited by the deity, Shmi150, on a, on a road trip <laughs> and realized to grow the channel as a business, if he couldn't collaborate with me by showing my face, how would I ever grow? He couldn't show this kind of non, uh, what would he, how would he say, go follow scene through glass? Like no one knew what I looked like. So I had to turn the camera on myself. And I think that's where the channel actually became what it is today. Um, so I couldn't pin mark specifically that video because I actually don't remember the first time I showed my face. I couldn't tell you which video that is. Um, but it's definitely that first six months was a, was a slightly different channel. I try to still incorporate it every now and again by doing these things called povlogs where I do still drive around yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, and talk about things point of view. Um, but yeah, it, it took a while. It's, it's not easy just to start talking behind or in front of camera. It's a very nerve-wracking thing. Well, not only that, like you brought up Shmi and then, you know, Supercars of London. There's, a, there's some competition over there. I mean, those car, other people are out there filming it. And to stand out in that, that genre is tough. Well, that was exactly it. I mean, at the time, it was in the UK just Shmi and Supercars of London. Those are the only two guys, I would say, vlogging about cars. So, you know, this yeah. is my life with cars. Uh, and they were like 300,000, 500,000 subscribers, and uh, there I am with 2,000. But I thought at the time there was no one being lighthearted about cars. You know, there was a lot of technical reviews, you know, understeer at 30 miles an hour, which I was like, well, like, who cares? And then there was Shmi buying everything, yeah. and then, and then <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. Paul being Literally like, everything. And literally yeah. everything. Yeah. And Paul's always been great because he's always just had tattoos and, like, you know, crazy cars. And I... I, I I liked what Paul was doing, but again, it wasn't lighthearted enough for me. And so whilst I wasn't trying to be funny or claiming to be funny, I wanted to just come at it and just create entertainment because that's what I enjoyed about Top Gear was the entertainment. Sure. I'm passionate about cars. I'm nowhere near knowledgeable. I have limited to no mechanical engineering understanding of how <laughs> anything Sam works. Sam and I are a lot alike. <laughs> like a lot alike. I like cars. What's it do? Not 100% sure. But yeah. it goes and it looks good. Yep. So that's kind of what yeah. I wanted to do was to like when something accelerated in front of me and it's super loud and it burns my ears, be like, oh my God, you know, I've just had an accident in my pants because that's what was happening. And <laughs> Uh, and you know, make things for that. Yeah. Uh, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Everyone else was like, "Oh, it's fantastic because that's seven thousand RPM, and you can hear the turbo whoosh." And I was like, "Oh, bore off." So, so that's what I attempted to do differently. I think now the whole market is so saturated, and there are people doing everything. It's even harder to stand out. But uh, hopefully, um, you know, I've got some kind of identity, and the channels become its its own thing, one way or another. And uh, yeah, I, I never knew we would be here. Um, I think, but it helps people identify. Like, I'm, I'm, when I started watching your videos, yeah. it's, you're sitting there, you're going, he's thinking the same thing I am. Okay. And it's okay. like, you know, it's, <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, I, I know what the engine's in there, but I don't know what the RPMs or the torque is, but, I, you know, I, I know it's loud, and I know it's fast, and I know I want to drive it, and, you know, and, and get that grin on my face. So. Sure. 
you know, and we all we all have our, our, our love of cars and things like that. So I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for doing everything you've done. I mean, and you have Spoke to. Kind. And I th- well, I'm <laughs> yeah. okay, okay, fine. Surprisingly yeah. so. No, Thank you for supporting him and making him do what he does. Uh, <laughs> yeah. literally it, yeah. I was thinking the first time he was probably on cameras, the Google glasses were broken. He was looking at it, just banging on him. Going, ah. <laughs> Something like that. I think yeah. I filmed my forehead only the very first time. But, okay. um, yeah. No one's ever done that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know what he looks like, but from like here up. Yeah. Literally, yeah, which is just an egg. But yeah. uh, I'm bored if anyone is listening and doesn't know because those, those references are weird if people are like, what's this guy on about? <laughs> you guys, it's a good channel worth checking out for our listeners. That's I'm kind. very, I, we rarely recommend YouTube on here oh. to people because it's like you said, it's very saturated content. It's all the same, which is one of the reasons we like your channel. It's <laughs> not the same. <laughs> Thank it's you. It's not saturated. It's really fun, actually. That's kind. Um, what, what determined the 911T for your road trip car? Because yeah. we are big Porsche fans and a lot Speaking of Speaking of audience. buying too many cars. Yeah, okay, so this was the bane of my girlfriend and I think everyone's life for about <laughs> six to nine months. Because once I'd firstly convinced her to come She's on the trip She's not nodding, with me but she is grinning. <laughs> <laughs> I think she fell asleep a few hours ago, actually, because I've just put her through so much. But um, yeah, the decision of what car to use for this round-the-world trip, it blighted me. I mean, I, I, I think... There were so many factors, right? I think the most important thing was it had to work on social media because what I was doing this year, fundamentally, the car had to have uh, people who needed to be interested in seeing could that car do it. Um, it needed to sort of be like, wow, is he really doing it in that car? And then also it needed to have that like viral uh, sense that you know people could recognize the car but not know me. And so on top of that, we then needed practicality, reliability, speed, uh, fuel economy, you just so many factors. It's an accessible car too. Like, I mean, yeah. if, if, if you have a reasonable job, you can afford that car and you could in turn do this. Well, that's yeah. exactly it. It needed to be not ludicrous. I couldn't suddenly turn up. As I say, a lot of people were like, oh yeah, take your Ferrari 360. No, like, <laughs> like, like just, no, I wouldn't get further than Dover. So uh, We both you know, know that if you had found yourself a challenge to dollar, you would have done it. Oh, I would have tried. I would have tried. she would be like, dead by now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she being my girlfriend. I love you, but I'm leaving. Off, off radio, yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I just called you radio, by the radio. way. Radio, exactly. <laughs> I've been called worse. Yeah. Uh. Um, so, so yeah. So, the, uh, anyway, long story short, I think I'd pretty much settled on an Audi RS4. Actually, great choice. It was kind of you know where I was because the the latest model just come out. Awesome car, super quick, super practical. Don't get them all over the world. Like takes miles well. Um, and I actually went to a, a garden party, how British of me, and <laughs> was talking to a couple of friends and said, "Oh, I've decided on RS4," and they both went. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, or maybe I haven't. Uh, yeah, I was yeah, like, uh. and they really pushed 911, and uh, and so I started looking at it, and I went, uh, you know, it took a while to get to Carrera T. I looked at 997 GT3, 991 GT3, because I thought, you know, speed and craziness, but then it was too hard with the torque wrench tires and the lowness and the everything about it, and then settled on T because it was the most affordable <laughs> new car, and uh, I bought a lot of money from the bank to buy it anyway, but it was the most affordable one, and uh, and I liked the story, I liked the idea of of a touring 911 like back in the 70s when people usually use these cars for big rallies and big big road trips and the T was trying to capture some of that it had no rear seats so we could fit a ton of bags in it you could still put the factory roof racks on because it had the rails which I love by the way oh, the that, roof yeah. box and the rally lights is just 
I decided on the rally lights before I decided anything. Okay, so the the color much, of the yeah. car, anything, I just knew it had to have rally lights because that was kind of what, what inspired me. So it's turned out to be the best decision we made for the whole trip. You know, forget route, forget filming opportunities. That car has just been the dream because not only does it do everything perfectly, and as I say, we've lived in that thing. Okay, fine. The only thing we haven't done yet is sleep in it overnight. We've definitely slept in it, but not overnight. Um, we've taken it off-road, on-road, on-track, everything you could possibly imagine. It doesn't put a foot wrong. It's got a few rattles to be expected, um, uh, but it's perfect, dude. It's perfect, and it's opened the door to this Porsche community, which <laughs> I never realized. Like, I, you know, I'm a, I've been a Ferrari girl all my life. I still am, but Ferrari has always been the closed-off community. The private members club that you know if you get into the like almighty golden circle you're just about in there but even still there's a few more doors to pass through porsche the minute i bought this everyone in the world who owned anything from a generation one boxster through to a 918 spider was like sam and i was like okay cool i'm just gonna roll with <laughs> we're this. friends yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally that like we want to hang out so uh that's been brilliant in terms of meeting people, but also content opportunities and just networking. It's been amazing. I have a funny story about a 911. So uh, back in the day, I had a GTR. And uh, in the Northwest, I actually do plan a lot of my cars around what can I drive in the rain. That said, I had a C7Z06 before this, which is <laughs> not... Sounds very wet, wet weather. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to do circles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I was, uh, I've, I'm was. i still planning on doing it. I was going to take a drive up to the Arctic Circle to Tuktoyuk Tuk Northwest Territory, which is the farthest north you can drive in North America. You can't okay. go any higher than that. That'll put wow. you into the Arctic Circle. Nice. And so... I called them Nissan. I'm like, what do I need to do? And they're like, not drive it. Like, <laughs> Don't just go. No. Just yeah, no they're idea. like, no. Like, that's just it. Like, the transmission's going to freeze. The oil's going to freeze. It's going to break down. You're not going to make it. Like, end of story. And it's not our fault. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not our fault, so don't do it or you're avoiding your warranty. Porsche's like, oh, you should change the oil to this, change your coolant mix, and maybe a differential fluid change, like, when you're back. That was it. Literally. Literally. Go they're like, fun. They're like that, that should be fine. Yep. Like, we test them in that. We Way colder than that. You're fine. I'm like, it's going to be like negative 40 up there when I go. Like, yeah, that's fine. Oh, uh, you'll be good. Oh, dude. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I literally, on that same note, I mean, I when I got the Carrera T, I went to meet with Porsche to say, can you just, like, erase the money I've just spent and give it back to me? And they were like, nope. Um, but I did say to them, like, you know, it's going to Australia. We're going into the desert. We were... I don't know what Fahrenheit, but we were 46 degrees Celsius in Australia, right up to, you know, we were in Norway. We did the Arctic Circle, but in the summer, you know, we've been in every conditions. And they literally went, um, no, no, you're fine. Like, go. It's a fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nine. Oh, like, honestly, I go, have fun. Yeah. Um, so, so it's amazing that you know same kind of advice to you fundamentally and those cars are built like tanks yeah which is brilliant and and epic and makes the adventure lifestyle with a 911 even more exciting right yeah i can't believe how much abuse we put on some 911s down on this trip down to bonnerey uh which you guys will hear about in the other episode but it's that we are recording <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but between a carrera 4s a gt3 rs and my 911 turbo s like that was the hardest i've ever driven a car and didn't skip a beat, not wow. once, where, wow. I, where any of us were just like, this is fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's a testament to the brand, which I'm not loyal to any brand, but no, I got to yeah, say, I sure. am impressed, to say the least. I, Sounds I like I'm at the Church wood, of Porsche but here, but yeah. other than that, yeah. when are you getting yours? <laughs> not yet. I really want one, actually. Pressure's <laughs> on. Yeah. Uh, there is something I want to go into about your car, oh, and I yeah. know you've, you've made videos about it, but is it's this Topaz skin. Like Ooh, This is yeah. something, yeah. I don't think, because that hasn't really reached America yet. Like, that's that's right, I mean... 
you, you wanted a special color, and, and this is so. Give us a little bit of insight in this because I was trying to describe it at Exotics, and I hate to say it, a lot of people were like, "Oh, so it's Plasti Dip?" No, 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 no. Yeah, that's Plasti the go-to. Dip on steroids. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, and, yeah. and even my video, like, some people are like, "Oh, so they're just charging all that money for Plasti Dip?" I'm like, "Oh, like, please just watch the video Bite and then me. comment." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, YouTube, you yeah, never exactly. let me down. Uh, Everybody's so nice on YouTube. <laughs> Most constructive criticism ever. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, so it's done by a company in the UK called Topaz. And they specialize, I think you guys call it here, clear bra or paint protection film. Right. Um, so so that's their business. And they do everything from the latest one-off Koenigsegg like you've never heard of uh, down to your uh, Ford Focus RS. You know, they, But they specialize in it and they're, they're the best. And so they launched this product at the beginning of the year called Topaz Skin. And effectively what they do is they use a very thin uh, clear bra or paint protection film. And I think they do two layers or two levels of it uh, over the car. It might just be one. But and I think is, it, is it a sprayable layer or do they actually wrap the car? I wish I could tell you that part. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the part that I should probably call them up about. Understood. But okay. it, is a, it is a layer and a level which gives you the same protection of your car as paint protection film. Because I, I, I've watched your videos on it. I watched Tim's videos on it. Okay. <laughs> I've tried to and figure we it out. And we're trying to understand. It's like, I'm going to wait a So either way, it is effectively having clear bra or paint protection film on your car. So that's the starter point. Your car is protected, the most important thing to know. Mm-hmm. Then on top of that, they then paint it as if it was in a factory being painted by Porsche, clear coat it, and sand it down. You are left with a painted car. This is not Plasti Dip. It is painted in a paint shop by professionals and it is left with a fully painted, you know, top coat level. And you can take it off but if you that's wanted to. The, that's yeah. the genius is you can then peel it off. And so, you know, in the UK it starts about £10,000, which I think given Brexit it's about $12,000 these days. So that's great for my budgeting. Um, <laughs> but uh, but um, it's not cheap and you could probably respray a car for similar if not less, uh, depending on what car and where you go. For me, the big selling point for this is Cars in which the value is in their originality. Just going to say that. But you're not losing all your resale value with a respray. That's exactly it. So let's take, for example, a brand new GT3 RS. Uh, in the UK, they didn't offer paint sample, PTS in the UK. So you go, you'd have to go to a black car. Let's say you always wanted it pink. If you go and then respray it, literally respray it pink, you are screwed. You're never selling that car in the UK market. So this way, you can do a topaz skin, have the car you always wanted, looking like it left the factory pink, painted pink. But then when it comes time to sell, if you want to sell, you can then peel it back and you've got the black car. Same as any of these crazy valuable modern classics, a Ferrari Enzo or a Porsche Carrera GT. It's saving that originality and that value in the original paint, but giving you the car you always dreamed of. And so I think it will revolutionize the used car market. Uh, you know, we banged on, we touched on Challenge Stradale's, my dream car of all time. You know, but I have a very specific Challenge Stradale I want, which is a tan leather uh, Rosso Corsa no stripe car they didn't really make that many Rosso Corsa tan leather cars they made quite a few black and blue with tan leather I think leather. you said this in your video I said too. it in my video because like, I can do it I can do it I can, you know <laughs> and so it gives me that ability without actually having to try and like respray sure. a challenge Stradale so I think it will revolutionize the kind of customization market for the higher level cars yeah so how does it do? I mean, how, how is it standing up? It's done amazingly well. The, the sort of thing to note is that the paint you're left with is, uh, is paint. So it will chip, it will scratch, it will, uh, you know, uh, what's it called, spiderweb, uh, all of those kind of things, unless you protect it again. So you can PPF the topaz skin, which is like just adding money for the money's sake, uh, or you can put, you know, a high wax on it or whatever to try and protect it, but it will chip. But it's it's holding up beautifully well, and it's 
for me, we had the car for six months of the year with the vinyl wrap. We've now had it for the last month with the paint, and it's a completely different machine. Yeah, but these, with thing. these future collector cars, though, that's nothing. Because you've got a GT3 RS 4.0997, and you want to change the color? Oh, hell no. Oh, yeah. yeah like don't you, touch it. You're screwed. You're yeah, using so if you do this stuff and then PPF it over it, I mean, you'll make that back just in resale. That's exactly it. It's a $0 it. in, yeah. investment. And then you've got the car that you always wanted and the color you always wanted. Exactly. So I think it's amazing. I think it's great. As you say, it, it hasn't left Topaz yet. Um, and so for guys over here in America, you know, shipping a car to Topaz and getting it all done, it would be expensive. So I think, imagine it's for the top, top. Somebody uh, here will, will, I was will, will say, bring that we in. We know I some mean, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I think they want to sell it. They well, want yeah, to the, franchise. I mean, when, when you're seeing how many people they're doing with, with Shmi's and, and, and your cars and stuff like that, and they're advertising it, it it's going to get out there, especially, <laughs> I just want to go to that shop. I'm, oh, yeah, no God. kidding. That well, lift up to the back. <laughs> no, but like, like here, like, you know, you, you look out the window at Drivers Club and some of the stuff and, this is a Topaz style kind of place, you know, you, that's the same thing with Topaz, it's a lot smaller, but you get that same thing where you walk in and you go, <gasps> you know, and they always have something undercover they can give you a little sneaky glimpse of, it's a, it's a very cool <laughs> that's place. That's the fun thing when you're there and you're, I'm looking at your videos and I'm always looking in the background, I'm like, okay, what's, oh, that's a Koenigsegg I've never seen before, and that's a, <laughs> yeah. whose Senna is that? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. But I have to give a little plug as well for the guys who did the original vinyl rap, a company in the UK called Yanomize, uh, who are, you know, really top of the game I there. Follow, for, I follow Yanni yeah, on, on, who's on, just yeah. the best character yeah. online for, for for anything I think but uh, but especially for vinyl he raps. if he didn't if he wasn't in raps he should be in TV I oh mean, he is just he's I now got a TV show oh okay which well, is brilliant so okay. it's like the pimp my ride of yeah, the UK it's now just, uh, I, they I did do that comparison yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think we want to insult Yanni on that yeah, yeah, but, yeah but they're still doing you know like they they did that vinyl rap for the first half of the year and and found this color so you know i have them to thank for creating this color and this the car you know as identifiable as it's become it's usually thanks to them now so is it a rolls royce color or what is well okay so topaz you can take them in any car any wrap anything and they will color match it yeah now the way they do that is they put it into a system and it throws up the closest color to that so when we did this vinyl sample it threw up this rolls royce olive or dark olive which was like nearly identical we were like Oh, that's kind of cool. Like a Rolls Royce color? Sure. Yeah. So we tweaked it ever so slightly. So we've given it our own name, which is Nullarbor Green, because one of our best adventures on the trip so far was across this Nullarbor Desert in Australia. Um, cool. And so uh, so it was kind of fitting, even though Nullarbor means no tree, and it's a green car. So it, anyway, it doesn't quite fit, but it, we'll go with it. No, um, but I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, that it's, works. Uh, okay. it's, it's a big a, guy named Tiny. I get there it. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Little John. Yeah. <laughs> Little John. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's a tweaked Rolls-Royce olive. So I kind of yeah. like that it's a Porsche painted in a Rolls-Royce color. Yeah, that's very it's, cool. It's, a, it's such a beautiful car. And, and we, Dan and I were talking. I mean, the rally lights just... Oh, the rally! So cool. Set awesome. it off, huh? Yeah. I saw that and I was like, hmm, uh, "Do I want to drill into my bumper?" Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that was one of those moments of like stood there in the Yanni workshop, and we, I was like, "So what are we going to do about these lights?" And we were all literally just stood around, and this guy just goes, "I could drill holes," and I was like, "Yep, let's do it." So uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just a Porsche uh, bumper. What's those worth? And the Porsche <laughs> bumper at the time it had. 54 miles on the clock. <laughs> so he was like, I can't quite I believe applaud I'm doing you. this. Yeah, I yeah, applaud okay. you. It's YouTube for right. I had like 500 miles off for my first extended burnout for Forza Horizon 3 <laughs> in the Z06 and down to the cords until they almost blew. Bro, That's actually, actually, so I mean, with, with Forza, who we went and saw earlier, um, 
they did a he had just bought his Z06 and they asked him to come in to be part of the uh, of like an the opening video, video. Oh, cool. and we show up there and um, who drove it Ken Gushi Ken Gushi he was okay. a stunt driver for Fast and the Furious nice. and a bunch of other stuff and a bunch on uh, Tokyo Drift and stuff cool and he's the driven everything and he gets in Dan's Z06 does these huge smoky burnouts gets out with the biggest grin on his face a guy who's driven everything sure. he goes can I do it again <laughs> and then yeah. we're driving home with this the belts very short drive but we're like they run flats they run low we're gonna be fine i swear yeah incredible incredible that sounds like an amazing experience that was fun so i mean i and i and i making the comparison so you're not the only youtuber doing a a did you guys plan that uh so you know what's funny? I love Shmi. Oh, I yeah. gen- you know, Tim's Tim a is great a, guy. Tim is genuinely a great yeah. guy. You know, I think uh, a lot of people watch his videos and judge him very quickly off one video they might have seen, but he's an incredible businessman. He's built this empire for himself. And if you look at the video he made 10 years ago, it's the same video he's making now. And to carry that style through... Same Sony cameras. He holds the camera l- the same. Absolutely. Literally. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you can't do that in any industry. Like pop music, you've got to reinvent yourself. Yeah. It would literally be like like Johnny Cash still making the same music. Oh, uh, and by the way, he's one of the... N- he, yeah, yeah, Johnny Sorry, Cash. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Tim is one of the nicest <laughs> people you'll ever meet. I've met <laughs> exactly. him through Car Week, but yeah. So he's a legend. Uh, but at the same time, he is a hilarious character in the sense that he's very business orientated. And so uh, I knew that he was planning something with his 4G he was unsure of what time of year he was planning to do a few other places so when we left he hadn't solidified his plans and we bumped into him in Cape Town and we, at that time I hadn't seen him for about six months and we we're having dinner oh, come, come swing by he walks in me and my girlfriend are there feeling exhausted and the first thing he says is my channel's blowing up at the minute <laughs> I was like Thanks. Hi, Tim. Nice, nice to, to see, see you. you. He goes, no, no, no. Look at my analytics. And I was like, you know, the best thing about Tim is he never changes. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you always know what you're going to get. And he's a great guy to spend time with. And so, yes, when we figured out that our trips were going to overlap, I think he was actually more excited than I was. Because I think at this point, you know, we'd been on the road for seven months or something like that. So we were kind of used to it. <laughs> but I was just getting these like boyish like texts from him being like, I can't believe we're going to have our two cars together in LA. So uh, I went with, went to find him the day that the 4GT was rolling off the truck. We did a, we spent a whole day together, took loads of photos, did loads of cool stuff. Didn't actually have a chance to really link up and do anything else, uh, you know, on the US. But we will cross over at some point somewhere else. And it's coincidental, but I actually really like it because we're doing very different trips. He's trucking the 4GT between cities. He's doing the content he always does, which but is But he very has to. Everybody, he keeps getting pulled over. Oh, my God. He literally <laughs> keeps getting pulled over. I don't know. What, like, I guess that car gets a lot more attention than my car because, like, we got pulled over once for a little bit over the limit. Uh, but they didn't even care. Like, they were like, oh, it's a UK car. Great. You're doing a road trip. Like, didn't even question me. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, sorry, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Well, Tim, like, every two minutes is like, what is this car? What's it doing here? Prove so, it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, different mentality. But anyway, it's it's great. I'm super pro that we're doing it at the same time and uh, it's fun to watch i mean like because yeah. you guys know each other and are friends that's even that's even the better part that's so. exactly it yeah. you know it's uh it's a weird life as you guys know from you know content creation yes uh you know it's an odd and lonely and strange life so when you find other people that do it it's a great way to connect and talk things through and as i say tim's a really really interesting guy so we appreciate spending time uh with him but also i, I think he appreciates spending time with us and yeah. uh yeah it's great it's a great, great do you have time. any uh, favorite spots you've crossed on your road trip so far that really jump out as like this was amazing or on the opposite you had this to was say terrible. jump out <laughs> yeah that's a rude reference isn't yeah, it? That's that's a a don't bring it up again they're upon every bush um <laughs> Do you mean US or worldwide? Yeah, worldwide, man. Oh, wow. Um, the two that we always go to in New Zealand and Japan. 
New Zealand because I think we had zero expectations. I was like, oh, I think this is like a smaller Australia. Like I just didn't really, I, apart <laughs> from like some Lord of the Rings references, I was like, I'm not really sure it's going to be that worth it. We didn't even take the car there, which I now really regret. But what an amazing place. Uh, incredible people, super like bizarre climate and big, trees and wildlife and volcanoes and just really interesting and beautiful and the roads man like that's a place you need to drive like we went in a, we had a McCann I don't even know what a McCann on the South Island but I still was like loving every I was gonna say, there's worse things to be in than a McCann honestly yeah. like still you know, a Porsche yeah, still, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Porsche life yeah um, <laughs> and on the North Island we had a new Bentley Continental and oh my god like we were living it up but I'm sorry like yeah, yeah sounds like, terrible you know it's a really tough life <laughs> exactly yeah. I had to uh, go from my Porsche to my Bentley I have a GoFundMe page <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, the wine killer <laughs> stopped working yeah honestly <laughs> how dare you um, yeah. unbelievable place Japan, just because it's in a bubble. And it's not like I think anywhere I've ever been in the world. It, the people are different. The way they talk to you and other people, the way they go about life, the car scene, the culture. It's just, you know, you're stepping inside another world. Yep. And, and that was, I've wanted to go there all my life and it lived up to every expectation. And, uh, you know, it's quite funny because I'm traveling the whole year with my girlfriend, Vicky. She sort of doesn't really appear in the videos but has a presence within the videos and we oh, differ she was talking in the video today she, yeah she yeah, talks she just doesn't like, we're going like, to the redwoods <laughs> <laughs> drive that's literally it yeah. stop banging on about it yeah. just get there just move along I want to read about Bigfoot Bigfoot's a marketing scam get over it <laughs> um, she's quite blunt <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so we differ in the places we like you know sure. like so as we move around I'm like oh my god I could see myself living here and she's like what a dump yeah. and vice versa <laughs> I can see you living yeah. here with somebody else yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, but we both agreed on, for some reason, Japan and, and New Zealand, we, we both really, really agreed that we loved. So I highly recommend the two in any shape or form, whether you're car people or not. Um, they're beautiful places to explore. But if you're car people and you can get hold of a great car, um, it's incredible driving roads. Yeah, incredible. I've been, I'd done Japan. I went to Nismo when I was there, oh, actually. Wow. Like, that was that was back in 99. So this okay, is a long nice. time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm doing New Zealand here pretty soon. So okay. you're going to have I'm an epic. Do you know if you're doing both north and south? or you? you My th- plan is to get a motorcycle and just ride the whole thing because oh, I've been riding since I was a kid. And okay. so that's you and have the they, they have a big motorcycle culture there. Yeah, which, huge. Uh, obviously, so with Burt Monroe, world's fastest Indian. Um, just awesome place and then the still in family and all that i just can't wait to go all over there the tip i'll give you if i could remember is uh explore is it volcanic explorer highway thermal explorer highway yeah i've heard of that oh my god this was the road that we ended up on by mistake at sunset driving from the northeast of the north island to the southeast Mm -hmm. and it was empty and unreal and on a bike dude you will have a blast like it's supposed to be a highway and we saw like three trucks the whole way there's like super tight sections downhill there's like long flowy wide stuff yeah if you can find a way to get on that for a bit or for the whole time you will have a you have a good drive that sounds or good ride even yeah i'm just going through his i'm I'm already thinking of future videos for him in my head i'm thinking about when he sells that porsche and people somebody's like what type of miles are on it (laughs) world world miles (laughs) when i think it's an if this this seems like a high mileage car well it's been around the world what no seriously so seriously i mean this is one of my biggest concerns and you'll see one of the sponsors on the side of the car my finance team so you know i I, i'm not shmi i can't afford to buy cars uh, left right and 
London, so I, I heavily finance them in the UK. And I get these emails like every two weeks saying, so how's the mileage going? Because I think they just know in terms of future value of that thing. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Maybe Timing it, steadily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll be a keeper for life. Listen, uh, I didn't hit a roo, so I'm up. Yeah, we're yeah. good. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Those damn yeah, roos. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I've got 10,000 miles in three months on yeah. mine. And it's just like, you got to drive them though. It's so fun. Like what good would it be in the garage? And as a Porsche guy, the thing which I love is GT3 tourings. And I don't know if you've oh, noticed yeah. this, but this is a real change in driver mentality and market mentality, where that's a car that in the UK is still well over in terms of you're paying well overs. The amount of cars I know with 20,000 plus miles that are GT3 tourings, which I'm like, that summarizes Porsche owners and you know the Porsche owners of that car and the way that cars should be used. And at that point, I'm like, well, why am I crying about Carrera T miles? Like, you know, if GT3 Touring is going to be out there with that kind of thing, that needs to be applauded and celebrated, um, which is very, very cool to see. And I think epitomizes why we all get hooked on the Porsche thing. Yeah, I was, I was looking out the window for one of my favorite ones, but it's not here today. But oh, I'll, I'll tell you more about that God, in the episode. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we have no no lack of those around here. Thank oh, God. I could imagine beautiful cars. Pacific Northwest and Porsches just seems to go hand in hand. Uh, we're a little over for our next break, but okay. uh, we'll be right back after yeah. this message from Haggerty. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. Look at us. And it's it's just like we, we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> The magic of editing. There are, I, t- there I are did, times I, I, I just like to say things to Dan to just kind of send him like, what's wrong with you? Why are you ruining the illusion? You know what you got yourself into. Breaking the fourth wall. Right? Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> so if you're, if you're like us, are you already planning that next leg of your content that's after the road trip? Oh, my God. Not to spoil anything. Well, then, no, no, no. I mean, uh, congrats if you're that w- advanced in your planning. We we seem to be sort of We're not. We're just asking days. if you oh. are. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I so barely glad. know what I'm eating in a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah. no, no. Same. So. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Um, so, no. I mean, yes. We have our route across the U.S. pretty much uh, locked in. Um, what we're doing in each place is vague. I think I'm usually... I have a good idea for the next two weeks, but again, it's it's not locked. You know, I, I I get amazing emails from my audience. I get amazing DMs on Instagram, all these kind of things. Some places we go to, I'm having to sort of reach out again, being like, oh, what's going on? And you know what? It's such a weird setup with YouTube because I would li- I'm interested in everything. I don't know about you guys, but you know, I'm really like I am fascinated by any car uh, as long as someone can tell me the story of it. So I might walk in and be like, "Oh, that's just like some old pre-war, God knows what," or "Oh, I've seen a million Carrera 4s's." But someone can tell me that story, and I'm so hooked. But YouTube's not like that. YouTube wants Koenigseggs, it wants Pagani's, it wants the most bespoke Ferrari F12 TDF ever, and so I've always got to have that in my mind. And I think. I've been to blame over the years for not being that good a businessman and indulging myself a bit too much and therefore, you know, suffering a little bit in terms of YouTube algorithms. So 
a lot of the times we go to these places and people come up with really cool opportunities and I have to be quite brutal and go, okay, but where's the title? Where's the clickbait within that? And I'm not a guy who's like, I drove into a tree in a tractor or whatever. But, um, <laughs> but, but at the same time, I always need something that's going to get people in. So the last three days, we were effectively on a, do, doing a travel vlog, a road trip travel vlog. But I purposely knew I wanted to meet up with that guy with the tent on the 996 because that was my video title. This guy has a tent on his Porsche, you know. So I needed that because if I just went, we drive through Oregon, people are going to be like, who cares? So, you know, that's the hard part. So I think uh, I've got good stuff kind of always brimming and simmering in the background and then as we get closer i then kind of like hone into like what is the video what can that be sometimes it's super easy i hear this morning there are a thousand videos waiting for us downstairs uh in the club um but other days you're in a small remote town and the guy's promised you his e-type and then it's gonna have a leak and you're stressed and you you know timing's tight oh if you're looking for old british i got a triumph you're welcome to no, tr3 yeah. tr3 oh yeah 59 Hello. yeah there we go so see i'm there I'm this is why i turned down the subaru though yeah. i was like do you want to drive a cross track <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah i'd be there making videos all day and then my audience would be like uh oh, sam yeah. you, you missed out on the zonda <laughs> <laughs> I think you know, and the, those the 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 Halo cars do exist here, and and you know we you've seen from at exotics and things like that. It's it's interesting in the fact like today we had a Bugatti Type 57 and the brand new McLaren GT, and and but people people drive them here like I mean they have a lot of miles on them, which I think is great, and I think a lot of people around the world. I mean, and I not to, not the people you're dealing with, but they sit on these cars and they mm. sit in a de- and I just don't get that like. Yeah, I mean, I think I actively try to avoid those people. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, arguably they, they exist and I get the invitations and don't get me wrong, it's still incredible to see. And the thing is, I can't relate to it because if I bought a $2 million LaFerrari or even paid overs and bought a $3 million LaFerrari and I know if I drive it, it's going to be, it's, I'm going to lose half a million dollars. I can't relate to that emotion. I'm there going like, what are you doing? Drive the car. Drive it to the store. But, yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> but, you know, because I'm not in that, I, I don't know. But personally, I've always bought car. I'm, you know, the YouTube gang joke and call me the king of depreciation because I've always bought cars that, you know, like... <laughs> yeah, you and Dan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they don't make a lot of sense. And, yeah. I put, and I use them in every single which yep. way because I'm like... I'm not that kind of guy. I don't have the money to invest in the first place. And it's a car. I'm buying it to use it. I'm not buying it as an investment. It's a tool. Yeah. But if I was buying a Bugatti Type 57 and it was worth a ton of cash, would I have the same mentality? I don't know. So it's a shame when you see it. But also, I can underst- maybe I can understand some people's mentality, but I definitely try and hone in on the, yeah, here is my 40,000-mile GT3 Touring or um, yeah, whatever it might be. Yeah, and that's, I've, I've always been very aware that uh, I live in a different kind of luxury that I get to put miles on my cars. There's guys that don't. There are guys that buy their dream car, but then it's like they're worried about that major maintenance milestone or fueling it up or plus the insurance. And it's like they have their car and they love it as that piece because they always dreamed about it as a kid. But I'm extremely fortunate to where I buy used because I put miles on my car, so it makes no sense for me to take that huge hit off the top. But like, I am no as if I want to drive it that day, I'm driving it that yeah. day. If it's raining, if it's whatever, like no, it's leaving the garage. I'm gonna go have some fun. Sure. And, and I am so glad that I am fortunate enough to do that. Did you? Did either of you ever do like a like a project car build at like any point in your life or like a cheap car thing? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, no, because like the reason I ask is that. 
we bought a 1999 Volvo V70 last year for 900 quid. So again, like 1100 bucks. And it had nearly 200,000 miles on the clock. And we parked it in bushes. We parked it upside down. We left it in gutters for like three days. But it was the best car I've ever had yeah. and I've ever owned. And so, you know, like... I had a 1979 Ford Granada. So yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Rocking yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I did. I have two major projects. The, the most major one is I had a 93 RX-7 FD first year R1. Okay. And I did everything under the sun to that thing. Got none of it back. And it was the worst car I ever owned. <laughs> yeah. And then you did get it airborne. Yeah, I did get it airborne. Yeah, yeah that's that was that was the end of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Came that was the end yeah, of it yeah. once. Then yeah. it was rebuilt, and then again. But then I also had a, a '99 Land Cruiser that I had locked, Ooh. lifted, Ooh. which it was a very nice vehicle, and actually belongs to a friend of mine. And okay. I spared no expense in that build. I was like, if I'm building this thing, I'm building it right. But sure. it was also the same vehicle. It was like, will we fit through there? Yeah. <laughs> nope. Back up. We'll <laughs> fit over it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll fit over it. But I mean. Skid plates, sliders, bumper, winch, lights, like everything under the sun. And it. my friend who has it now, it's really funny because he's like the most anal car guy ever in the best way. Like he'll drive his cars, but he will wash it and detail it meticulously that That's same hilarious. night. That's hilarious. And then he went on the drive down to yeah, us. Monterey with, uh, with to us. Monterey. He's got okay. a GT4. Uh, which yeah. I'm sure you spoke about that in the yeah. Yeah, in the other oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely <laughs> spoke about that in the episode that's been but, recorded. Yeah. But it's, it, that was one of the most rewarding <laughs> projects I've ever done because yeah. I used the hell out of that thing. I took great care of it. Don't get me wrong. But it was one of those things that already had 130,000 miles on it, which was low for a 99 Cruiser. Sure. But it was like... And you drove it across the country. Yeah, I drove. I bought it in Florida. Oh, wow. And I drove it home with, okay. with my dad and, uh, and in, in four days. But, but then the at, at that point, you're just like... It, that whole sort of like value and mileage... Like, this is my favorite example someone said to me at Monterey. Have you ever heard of a 250 GTO going up for auction and someone going, ah, oh, what's the mileage though? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 you know what I mean, like it's like it's, and I think project cars or cheap cars, you know, you will spend money, you will do ludicrous stuff. You'll be like, yeah, cool, I'll drop four grand on putting a new motor or whatever, and you'll just go, 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 because you're having fun and you're loving it. But for some reason, you go and spend, you know, on these supercars. You're like, oh, I don't want to go near it, and you know, it, it's such a disparity uh, in use of cars and enjoyment um, that you know I think will self-correct, and as I say, that's why I love. GT3 touring owners and what that car represents because they seem to buck the trend. Um, but yeah, I'm super intrigued by by that concept. You know, yeah, buying big mileage and just turning it into some kind of creation and enjoying just, it. and just using yeah. it yeah. and enjoying it and driving into things that you don't fit through. <laughs> I've always been super, super careful about maintenance, though. I'm a maintenance whore on all my cars. They get oil changes ahead of time. They get tire changes ahead of time. Everything. Okay. But uh, it's so. I mean, it's like whoever gets my cars next is usually it's pretty easy to sell if they know me because sure. even though I drive the hell out of them. I take really good care of them. So. Absolutely. He picks the people that buy his cars. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> let him tell yeah, 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 yeah. you. He needs to know yeah. where they are. And yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> but man, yeah, it's, it's so fun to drive them. It's That's the key. And my uh, to plug another uh, YouTuber, um, Stradman, the Stradman who's based yeah. here in America, just did that trip where he went and bought that Supra, I think, on the East Coast and drove it home to Utah uh, 5,000 miles like from like taking like collection or 3,000 miles. Anyway, either way, I was like, that's the dream. And It I, only I, took him like like two minutes to break his Jeep too when he picked it up. So <laughs> he, he broke mess, his axles. He yeah. doesn't mess around. Yeah, I know. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to do a European mainland or factory collection for anything. Like I would do it for a mini. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, but I just, from the UK, I've always wanted to drive out or fly out to a German factory or whatever and then drive a car back to the UK because that's as, that's as close as we get to like cross country. I've wanted to do that with BMW. Oh, okay. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. Oh, European, European delivery. Dream. Yeah. yeah. I just so want to cool. drive on the Autobahn. That's, that's, okay. that's the next. So it's a weird thing, the Autobahn, 
Because yes, you can go really fast. But there's only sections. There's definitely only sections, but also, annoyingly, there's other people. <laughs> Which is the bit you always kind of like under... You think, ah, oh, yeah, it's not a private road and so and the thing is even though everyone's aware of speed you'll be going right I've got a clear run let's go and you've been waiting and it suddenly opens up and you're doing like 155 160 170 and then somebody in a caravan or RV pulls out in front of you and then you go oh Alpha 4Cs don't break that well at 160 <laughs> miles an hour and, you know, and, and then you're like I don't think I want to do that again so it, it's, it's a really weird concept where it's brilliant and it has to be done for that kind of like experience but it's also slightly terrifying, and you it's know. not the, necessarily the speed. I get the speed aspect. I just it's it's iconic. It, yeah, it's something fair. as as the car checklist. It's like driving on the autobahn, and, and you know that's yeah. it's something I want to do. So. It's more for the as you're cruising the C sixty three AMG coming past you at one hundred and seventy five. Yeah, that's the more amusing part because they don't mess around. Oh yeah, yeah the the locals in uh, Panameras and AMGs and M cars. Oh, they do not hang about. They are like yeah. gone. So gone. funny story about a local. So that road you're talking about, just past that chandelier tree, the road that goes to the coast, that really twisty, insane road. Sure. Okay. So we're last year we're driving up this same road, and we are. I'm in my Z06. He's in the Maserati. We've got a Cayman GT4 with us, and what was the other car with us? The uh, the Ferrari California. Yeah, Ferrari California, and we're poor soul. Yeah, <laughs> but somebody has to do it. Yeah, but yeah. So we're. We're driving up this road hard. We've got relatively all have quick cars at this thing. Then we come across a local. Who knew? A local who knows this road like the back of his hand and is driving a flatbed tow truck. A dually flatbed dually flat truck. Bed tow truck. Couldn't keep up. <laughs> totally admit it. Could to the not point where he up. pulled so far ahead of us, he got down to the he was all the way down to the bottom, got out, had time to get on top of his truck and take photos of us as we were oh coming out. Oh my god! Yep. What and I, a and hero. we can only assume what he does is he drives that road every day, waits for people to like try to follow him and drive off, and then tows them out. And tows them out. Yeah. What a genius! Yeah. yeah. What a great business. That's a business plan, plan right that there. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell that's, you what. That makes America great again. Right. right? There, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I was schooled by a dually tow truck in a Z06, yeah, and I fully much. admit it. And yeah. it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Is to be exactly like, nope, it. I'm not going to try and keep up with that guy. Sure. <laughs> I'm good. I'm going to die. He's <laughs> ruining our day. And I feel like this is a it. trap. I, I, yeah. feel, I feel like I should be way more embarrassed, but I was just really, really proud of that yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> Can I shake your hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. That's what I was left with. So, well, Too we, cool. Yeah. It's always those stories. I say, I think, you know, those road trip moments, whether you're with other cars or with yourself, like, uh, you know, kind of make the trip when you come across those unexpected experiences. And we've definitely had a few this year, you know, moments when you think uh, something's going to be great and it's not or vice versa. Uh, And it definitely, yeah, as I say, it makes it. And that's what I'm excited about for America is, yeah, what we're going to discover around all these different corners. And, you know, what? one thing I'll say is that people here are pretty... um, Pretty good when you're on the tighter roads of pulling out of the way. You have turnouts and stuff. Um, but for we, the most part, yeah. Yeah, for the mo- we've, we've been pretty good. In Europe, that's really not in it. Like, you, you will sit behind me and you will wait. You know, so and, like you know, it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it's been quite refreshing here that people have pulled out of the way. Um, so uh, I just hope that like, I find that flatbed driver now and <laughs> have a nice yeah. little race. It'll yeah. be the best content I make, I think, from the trip. <laughs> we, we know a UPS driver. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Which okay. we talked about last yeah, week. Yeah, we talked about okay. last week. There was a UPS driver that just, we were driving behind and I mean, he was going around turns that I kept thinking, and Jared was right behind him. I kept thinking, it's going to fall over, and Jared's going into the truck. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I mean, he was oh, hauling. Like, I mean, I'll tell you. If there it. was a number for, like, you know, the fastest UPS driver, I mean, yeah. That's the guy. <laughs> he was okay. definitely training for NASCAR yeah, or something. I'll tell you that right now. Your package so might not sure. turn up in one piece. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody in our group goes, yeah, it's okay. It's just a truck full of glass and uh, something <laughs> else. Like, it's okay. So, yeah. Amazing. Too cool. Sam, thank you so much for coming in and try thank you for flying me. your car here just to do this. We're exactly mean, that. We're really leaving again yeah, tomorrow. Exactly. The car flies right, back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be sleeping in the it. car on the way home. <laughs> uh, yeah. worth it. Yeah. No, thank you so much for having me. I've yeah. heard a lot about you guys, and it's been great to meet and, uh, and have a chat, so I appreciate it massively. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Uh, for Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. And I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.